You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut through the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie Harris. Hi, it's Katie Harris, and this is an episode of the Nursepreneur Podcast. Today, I have Judy Minen on with us from Angel Care Healing Touch. Judy, thanks so much for being with us today. Yes, thank you for having me. Awesome. So uh, why don't you give us a little background about you as a nurse? What kind of nurse uh, have you been, and how did it lead to what you're doing now? Okay, well, I had known I was going to be a nurse since I can remember thinking on my own around two um, I went into pediatric nursing. I really like kids, nothing against adults, but kids are pretty honest. If you ask them how they're doing, they tell you. <laughs> um, so I have been in uh, neonatal intensive care, pediatric intensive care. Um, I like all the heavy duty, you know, starting IVs, running codes. Um, I've always liked the intense stuff and doing educating with parents and helping them, you know, I sometimes got in trouble for it, but I like to empower patients to question their doctor's choices or opinions and understand that the doctors are their employees. So a lot of what I do did in pediatric nursing was helping to educate the parents on what was going on and empower them and their kids to speak up if they had questions. Okay. Um, and so what is uh, the Angel Care Healing Touch? What is that program or what is that, that this business and how did what you were doing in pediatrics lead to this? Okay, so I had originally started with my two-year nursing degree, the associate degree nursing program at the tech school here in Eau Claire. And I wanted to continue on and get my bachelor's and eventually possibly get into nurse practicing because again, I, I love nursing. And while I was in graduate studies, one of the nursing instructors started talking about healing touch and started you know, demonstrating that it's about energy fields and we wave our hands around people and we help them get better. And the scientific geek in me, I was very disappointed that here I was spending this money on a scientific institution, as I thought, and this person is losing her shit on me about <laughs> and talking about, oh, we're going to do this airy fairy stuff and this is going to help. And I was so disgusted. I was packing up my stuff and she came up to me and said, oh, Judy, you look a little stressed. And I thought, well, that takes a psychic. I've got four kids. I'm going to graduate studies. My dad's dying of cancer. And I'm busier than a one-arm paper hanger all the damn time. Yeah, I'm stressed. So she offered to do Healing Touch on me and thinking, I'm not going to tell her no, because she's in control of my grade. And I'm a control freak about A minuses are Fs. So I have to be perfectionistic. So I'm not going to poke this bear. I thought I'll just lay there and let her do her thing. And as she was working on me and I closed my eyes because I wasn't gonna participate in her level of crazy. Um, and I started like seeing colors flash while I had my eyes closed and I started feeling as if something was touching my skin and I thought, okay, this is creepy now. And uh, she's gonna have to back it up a bit. And I opened my eyes and she was about probably 10 feet away from me, just running her hands through the energy field and uh, and then I thought oh my Christ I just hit menopause or I just got a brain tumor or you know because the nurse in me is looking for a scientific explanation for why I would start seeing colors 
Um, as far as I know, I hadn't had a head injury that day, but you know, when you're busy, you don't know what happens. Um, so, so I said, okay, I need science on this. Like, like if, if Einstein can't explain this, we're, we're never going to discuss this again. This is going to go under the rug. And so she gave me a lot of uh, books to read. And Einstein does talk about these physics laws. I was going to say, I thought he did. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that shut me up. And so after I started reading it, then I was like a, you know, converted prostitute in church, you know, trying to tell everybody about it. And, and people were like, okay, Judy, you need to stop talking. We're just eating here. So you're, you're, you're making me sick. So, um, so I wanted to share it with everybody. So I decided, well, I better open a business because that tends to, you know, help people, um, you know, get think that it's, it's maybe realistic. So as I, you know, worked on my business, my husband who has a marketing degree um, was telling me, you know, this isn't going to last. You're being ridiculous. And I said, well, I just want to have lunch with people and talk about it. And he took the checkbook out of my hands and said, as soon as you make enough money to pay for your lunch, you can, you can use a family account. And I thought, oh, so, you know, then I was digging holes in the backyard trying to get it, you know, big enough to bury a body, but I didn't have to kill him, which was, was good because, you know, I need help with bills. But um, so he was able to kind of help me help direct the marketing and the business part of it and let me be the face of the business, you know, just kind of keep me out of the ditches basically um, with, because I'm not that great at business. I can pay bills, but as far as knowing marketing plans or how to be all shiny in Hollywood, I suck at that because I have an honesty problem. So I'm not for everybody, but so as I got this business started and I was taking the healing touch classes and, and understanding the physics laws that I could explain to people that were just as skeptical as I was, you know, in my medical um, colleague group, that really helped because a lot of them started saying, you know what, I've had this shoulder injury for a long time and <clears throat> you just doing your thing. I could feel a magnetic pull on my shoulder. And I said, yeah, because it's a science, it's field theory, it's a science law, it's like gravity, you don't have to like it as it's pulling your face into the concrete, but it's a law, it, it works. So as I would work with people in that very honest area, and they would say, well, you know, how, how do you know this is working? It's like, I don't know, just like I don't know if an antibiotic is going to work for you, your immune system, your specific set of biochemistry um, <clears throat> situations and genetic predispositions in your body determine if an antibiotic will work specifically for you. And it's the same thing with the energy fields. If your mindset is such that you don't, you know, I can explain to my kids why we need to wash our hands, but I can't make them do it. Or I can explain why they should pee before we get in the vehicle to go somewhere, but I can't pee for them. I have tried. It, it, it's futile, you know. So I, I've enjoyed the people that come in and, and I love it when they really question me and they're highly skeptical because I, I love that type of a challenge. And um, usually, you know, my biggest thing is let's start with food and let's start with your attitude. Because if, if your mindset is such that you think everything's gonna go to hell in a handbasket, the handbasket will appear. <laughs> so you'll be right. <laughs> Um, so I, you know, helping them get their sense of humor reinstalled if they've had a humorectomy 
is to me like the number one thing. If you can take a look at your situation and laugh at yourself, your immune system and your endocrine system are gonna get on board and you're gonna go into a stronger immune healing response than the person who decides I'm a victim and all the bad things happened to me. Because believe me, I've lived by Murphy's law. I, I kept that law, like I would never go to jail if it was keeping Murphy's law. So, <laughs> you know, I, I appreciate people that come to me skeptical because I feel that they're in a better place to deal with, you know, the logic and the reasoning of the situation. Yeah, no, I, I love that. No, you know, I would, <laughs> you had me laughing. I'm trying not to laugh into the my microphones because it would like interrupt you, but I'm, this is hilarious. So one of the things that I was going to ask you was, you know, how you felt about that woman doing kind of quote unquote woo woo stuff in a scientific class because it is not very well mainstream. And I know like when I went into business when I first went into business I was still that kind of hardcore science you know we're only going to talk about this we're not going to talk about energy type of stuff and I would have been like oh I would have been the same way I would have been so mad and just irritated and then just whatever but once I started my business um, I had to go through a bunch of personal development and I fell into this energy world and it changed like everything like uh, you know it was just so and now I'm just I have a hard time understanding how people don't believe like you don't have to believe you just have to experience it at some level uh, so I, I love this story um, I love your sense of humor uh, <laughs> it's very very fun so how did you um, so you decided to start this business what did you decide that you were going to offer first and who were you going to offer this to um, I went with healing touch because that's what I was learning and I I don't like to say I can do something if it's my first day on the job. <clears throat> so I respect, you know, knowledge and experience and practice. So Healing Touch was the first thing I offered along with the education on this is why it works. And part of it was also, you know, I like um, things that you can see empirical, <clears throat> things that if I can do it and you can replicate it, then it's it's easier to link and, and understand it and work with that. So I use a pendulum and, you know, with dosing and I explain to people, you know, I have never seen electricity either, you know, with my eyeballs, but I've, I've experienced touching an electric fence. And I can tell you that even though I can't see electricity out loud, I believe it is there. And whether you can see oxygen molecules or not, they're still there. They don't care if you believe in them or not, it, it, but it's a physics law. And so, yeah, it was, you know, until I can grasp it, because I call, you know, the physics laws my oh shit handles. You know, if, I, if I'm getting rolled on something, I need something to hang on to to go, okay, let, let me bank it on this. So um, yeah, that it was irritating at first and I, I don't like to sell things to people. It's like, I want to put it out there, you know, like, like people are like cats, you know, dogs have owners, cats have staff. And you can't <laughs> just go and touch a cat that they won't have it. You know, you will lose limbs. It will be bloody. And they don't apologize. I've never, <clears throat> never had a cat apologize to me. So, so helping people just, let me just offer this and see, does it fit for you? If it doesn't fit, that's okay. It's not personal. It's, 
it's about what, if it's helpful for you, take it. You know, I don't like liver. People can offer me liver and I will walk away, but we can still be friends. Um, so do, what, uh, do you remember like your first couple of patients or clients probably um, in this case, um, your first couple of clients and the response that you got or like, what did you do for them and how did they feel afterwards? When I was first starting out, because I wasn't, you know, and I let them know, I don't, I'm not sure if this is going to work for you. I'm not sure how you feel about it, but let's give it a go. And I want your feedback, positive or negative, because this is how I do research. If I don't, if you don't tell me what you don't like, just telling me what you do like doesn't help. So I would, I would go in with full disclosure, I don't know how you're going to feel, but tell me because I don't feel a lot when people work on me. I see, I get a different response. So you let me know. And they, they were willing because I went with the skeptical people. I think that's a better <laughs> demographic of people to work with because they will be honest with it. They don't care if I like it or not. So as I worked on them, one of them said, you know, I really don't feel a lot, but I do feel more peaceful. And I'm thinking about what my wife and I talked about today and how I got so upset and I'm kind of, so I hope you don't mind. I'm not paying attention to anything you're doing, but I'm just, you know, going over this thing in my head and it's like, that's great. That's good feedback. Cause it's like, you don't have to pay attention to me, you know, but is the, you know, and so the question is then did that have an effect on your processing of data? And did it help you feel more peaceful? I can't prove that but at least it didn't do any harm. <laughs> you know? And one person had, like I said, her, the shoulder pain that, that um, it was, I worked on a lot of people with shoulder pain, shoulder and neck pain, because that's where we clench up, you know, besides in the pelvic region, we clench up on the cervical <laughs> region of our neck. And they said too, you know, I, I haven't had this kind of relief in a long time. Or people with migraines, people with headaches would say, wow, I, I just feel so much better and I don't know why because you really didn't touch anywhere. You didn't do a massage. You, I certainly wouldn't do any chiropractic adjustments, but I, but they just reported and they kept coming back. So that, that is always, you know, a sign too that, you know, if what I did didn't help, why would you come back? <laughs> you know, so I appreciated that because I still wasn't firmly in the belief column. I was in the, okay, I'm optimistically skeptical. So I'll just kind of, I'll kind of keep checking it out and see as long as it doesn't do any harm. One of my patients or, or clients um, was working with hemoglobin issues and she, she didn't want to take the iron because it caused stomach distress and, and concerns for her. So what she was noticing over time, like we worked I think like once a week for about three months. And when she went back to have her hemoglobin checked after that three months of not really doing anything different, we did talk about her diet, you know, let go of the sugars, you know, support your stomach. And her hemoglobin had jumped up to a normal level that the doctor said, I don't know what you're doing, but keep doing it. So I just taught her how to do her own healing touch on herself because I believe we can do that. That's a, a lot of my business is to teach people to not really need me except on tune-ups. You know, I don't need my mechanic to come to my house and start my car every day, you know, but I want him to change my oil because I don't want, I can, I don't want to. 
Yeah, those so. are some good analogies. I like that. And now, so what I think is interesting here is that you were in nursing school and you, you know, you didn't have any notion of this world or anything. So it's not like you were born with this sixth sense that, you know, you see energy waves all over the place or you, you've been doing this since you were three or something. You came in as a skeptic, um, practiced somewhat as a skeptic and still had an impact on people. So this is something that anybody can learn, even if they don't believe, right? Correct. Correct. All right. So at this point, what kind of services um, or what do you offer uh, people in your business? Okay. So 24 years in now, I- Oh my gosh. <laughs> well. <laughs> um, I still do healing touch treatments. I am a Reiki master teacher. So I do teach Reiki classes. Um, I offer- hypnosis. I got trained in hypnotherapy um, for either past life regressions or age regressions are my, the past life and the age regressions are kind of my specialty for phobias or getting over fears. Um, that's kind of the main thing I do with hypnosis. QXCI, which is a scalar wave technology for identifying imbalances and stress factors in the body and helping to correct them. Um, I teach people kinesiology where they can muscle test to see does, is which vitamin do, is beneficial for them. You know, did they drink enough water today? What is their body telling them? And so either using the pendulum or just using body kinesiology to help them identify, okay, I don't need eight vitamin C today. I only need one or two. And just getting them, it's, it's like you have 70 trillion cells and they know your biochemistry. They don't need a degree in it. So ask your body what you need. And then, I don't know, maybe listen to it because that's where the breakdown comes in for people. They're like, oh, I knew I should have drank more water, but I chose beer instead. Well, okay, no. <laughs> what do you want to say about that? Um, you know? Yeah. Why do you think, why do you think like Western medicine has such a hard time with this? Like, I mean, they really, it's not just kind of like they ignore it. They like want to shut it down. Like it's there, they have a almost a visceral reaction to it when, when you bring it up. And, and that's a really good question. I, I think part of it has to do with the cover your butt syndrome, because a lot of this is more in the qualitative realm, you know, just like with hospice care, we don't know, you know, is the morphine helping as much as getting a massage and getting, you know, doing things for the electromagnetic grid of the body to calm it down, you know, or, or is it the drug? So I think if people haven't been interested in it, they, they don't have a knowledge about it. And so if they don't have the knowledge about it and they can't prove it and they could end up in a court of law and lose their license, I think that fear of losing integrity or respect or their license is probably what drives Western medicine to stand back and go, okay, well, we can't prove that. And, and I, I get that, I'm, I'm, I'm there. However, I've read the research studies, you know, the double blind studies, and I've had enough experience in the 24 years of doing this to, to have experiential knowledge to say, yes, it does have an effect because it's physics, you know, and I'm, I'm strong in, in that area now because I was so skeptical about it. 
And so encouraging, you know, Western medicine, like I'll go with some of my clients to their appointments and I don't charge for it because I'm, I'm off leash and you don't know what I'm going to do. So I'm not going to have people pay for that, but um, just going with them and helping them give them that strength to say, well, I understand you want to give me this medicine, but I would like to try this first and, and having them feel in control because some doctors feel like, well, if I tell them they can do this and it doesn't work, they're going to sue me. And, and again, I think it's that fear in Western medicine that really drives them to push away or back up. Okay. Um, now you have this, um, I'm not sure I can say it properly. What the, I'll just ask it, the QXCI. Can you talk a little bit about what that is? Yes, the Quantum Zeroid Consciousness Interface. It was developed by a Dr. Bill Nelson, who is now living in Hungary. Um, and he, he had developed a way of using scalar technology similar to like cell phone waves or, or television waves, you know, to connect with the body's bioelectromagnetic system, bounce back information that comes up on the screen for me on my computer to show, okay, this is where, you know, there's a, an allergy to, or seems to be an allergy signal for mushrooms or for, um, you know, sensitivities to the environment. It's got millions of pieces to it. It's a big program. And I have found it to be very, um, very accurate. E even like for my daughter, we couldn't figure out why she was getting sick all the time. I took her to multiple doctors for eight years because of I, you know, infections and so forth. And I finally found, I thought, well, I'm gonna try this homeopathy stuff. I don't know. She's a nurse, she's taught at the university. I'm gonna give this a go. I'll I'll be watching her. You know, um, no funny stuff is happening while I'm on duty. And as she put my daughter through everything, the, the things that around the QXCI, the things that popped up were all true about her, but I had never told them the nurse and obviously I hadn't talked to the computer program and um, it, it showed what the issue was was why she was getting all these infections is that her pancreas doesn't produce the enzymes that digest animal proteins so every time me the carnivore of the universe would feed her meat because you know I'm a good pediatric nurse got heavy protein um, she would run fevers, have bladder infections, need surgeries, the whole realm. And here it's like, oh my God, I'm, I'm killing my daughter. <laughs> She's a natural vegetarian, what am I doing? So within two weeks of that, we had her diet changed that day, um, all vegetarian. And she had been, she was healthier within that two weeks than I had ever seen her in my life. So that was my convincer because the doctors basically said, if she keeps getting sick like this, she probably won't make it to 20. And she was 11 at the time. Oh, wow. So and she'd already had two major surgeries to repair bladder and um, ureteral issues and rerouting. And she was continuing to have infections every month. And I was giving her IV Rocephin every month at lunchtime while, of course, I had been feeding her from Burger King. So <laughs> there you go. What was the problem? So, you know, awareness is a good thing. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh, uh, that's fascinating. Um, so now it says here that you do distance um, healing. Like, how does that work? Like, because I, you know, I, I always thought the healing touch. You know, I, I realize, you know, from your description that you're not really touching the person. But um, how does like the distance? Uh, how does it work? So it, it's very similar to how we can use a cell phone or how we're doing this over Zoom that energy really, when it's flowing, there's nothing that gets in its way. So we know from some of the physics studies that they had done where um, they had people, you know, physics, physis, physicists, excuse me, watching protons and neutrons and electrons in one lab. And then they had physics um, or physicists in another lab watching them you're watching these protons, electrons, neutrons on another screen, not in the same place. And when those physicists thought a certain thought, those molecules reacted and those atoms reacted in a way that was in accordance to what the physicist was thinking. So whether it was more hyperactive or, or whatever, they'd done a study too where a man would, they put him up, you know, on in an airplane and had him think about his plants. They had the plants hooked up to electrical, like an EKG type monitor. And they had him push a button when he thought about watering his plants or when he thought about missing his plants. So you'd hit the button. What they were finding was that the electrical stimulation from the plants jumped when he, just shortly before he hit the button that he was thinking about them. Oh, wow. So, when we like in um, what the bleak do we know is a really good movie. Um, if if you get anybody gets a chance to watch that, I'd recommend it. It really speaks to the physics laws of what you think about, you bring about. So our our thoughts instantaneously because we're bioelectromagnetic beings and a bioelectromagnetic planet. So when we think a thought through our electrically charged nervous system, it has to take an action because it's a physics law, it's field theory. So when we when I'm working on people remotely, I am picturing as if their body is right in front of me. And then as I go over their body and I don't have them tell me anything because I can skew the data. <laughs> so I'll just say, okay, I'm, I'm over your left knee. Are you feeling anything there right now? Or have you had an issue there? Cause this is what I'm getting. And then they'll let me know yes or no, I haven't had any issues there but I'll just work on the field as if they're right in front of me because of field theory. It's, it's right there in front of you. Very similar to like when people are sitting in an audience watching a movie and they see like, especially guys, I'm, I'm a terrible person, but I love to watch guys react to another guy getting kicked in the crotch on a, on a TV show. And they fold up like lawn chairs. They're, you know, and, and I know from the research studies that were done, if you draw blood and look for inflammatory response mechanisms in the person about 10 minutes after they do something like that, they will show an inflammatory response as if they had been kicked, even though they were just sitting there, nothing happened, but their mind recalls it. And the, the brain can't tell the difference between is it actually happening? Is it a memory or am I perceiving it because it's done to somebody else? Yep, so true. Oh my gosh. Yeah, this is this is fascinating, Judy. This is really amazing. So, and 24 years. So that means like, I mean, this is really just starting to become, you know, 
a little bit more accepted, I, I feel like just now, but 24 years ago, I can only imagine like the resistance and, you know, the backlash that this would have, would have gotten um, as you got started. Yeah. And, and again, it's that almost motivated me more. I, I, like I say, I follow rules. I'm a good rule follower. I, I believe in being a good girl. However, like in dealing with my patients, sometimes I would see patients in the hospital that their labs were worse than the people in the morgue. And it's like, I, I can't, I don't understand how you're still alive. And, and the person would let me know, well, I'm waiting until my birthday. My kids are going to come and celebrate with me. And I just, I, I'm hanging on to them. And by God, that, that one woman that I specifically remember, her lives were horrible. She was not in a good place. She, I, I don't know how she lived it for those extra two weeks that she did, but the minute they cut into the cake and, and sang her happy birthday and they were eating the cake, she died at that time. And, and everybody said, we had this chill go through us. Did there, was there a sudden blast of cold air? And it's like, oh, it's mm, wow. <laughs> You know, the energy shifted and you, you feel it, your brain doesn't know how to interpret it when energy boosts out of somebody or something. So your brain, your proprietor cells and your skin record it as a chill. Right. So you feel that spine tingling movement. Wow. Well, that, this is all fascinating. I love all of this. Um, I feel like I could talk to you for the next couple of hours just asking you about all these other things that you have on your website. But um, if people want to find out more about you, forget, sign up for your um, sign up for your distance healing touch because that sounds that looks really neat. Um, how would they get in touch with you? Um, they can either email me at judyminen at yahoo.com. They can call me at 715-832-7250. They can go to the website. All the information is on there. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm usually here. If I don't answer the phone, I'm usually on the phone with another client or working. So, and, and we do in the, if they're in the Eau Claire area or close, we do, I do offer a monthly group by zoom right now called metaphysical meeting of the minds. And we talk about anything and everything. It's nothing is scheduled. It's free and open to the public it's from 10 to noon, the first Monday of every month. Um, and I have a Facebook page for that too. Um, and I have, I'm on Facebook with um, the, my stand-up comedian things. Cause I like to, like I say, humor is a big thing. So when, co when it's not COVID um, coming to one of those is always fun too, because dead people laugh a lot anyway. And if your relatives are coming through, they'll, they'll have fun. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Judy. Yes. Thank you, Katie.